This sermon is titled Staying in Perfect Peace. Be enriched as you listen. This morning the sermon is very simple. We're talking about staying in perfect peace. Staying in perfect peace. Now all of us struggle with this, including me. Is how do you stay in perfect peace? Because there are so many things that happen in life that disturb our peace. Disturb our peace. You know, for those of us who, uh, yeah, maybe you're in school, your exams <laughs> might disturb your peace. Or the thought of, okay, I finished school, I have to go to college. Or I finished college, I have to get a job, so many things. And then in the workplace, so many things happen. In the family, things happen. Financially, things happen that disturb our peace. And so today, we want to talk about some practical things on how we can stay in the place of perfect peace. And if you and I can take these uh, teachings from the Word of God and apply it in our lives, we can our God is Jehovah Shalom. He is Jehovah Shalom. That means he's the God who gives Shalom. He gives us perfect peace. So therefore, if we learn how to walk with God, then you and I can be in that Shalom that he gives to us. But we must learn how to do it and apply what the word of God teaches us on that. So let's begin with this scripture again. Most of this will be familiar to us in Isaiah chapter 26 verses 3 and 4. Isaiah chapter 26 verses 3 and 4. Let's read it out loud together please. Let's go. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. I just want to bring our attention to a few things. We will be coming back to these verses later on today in the sermon. But notice it says, you will keep him. God will keep you. In perfect peace. So Jehovah Shalom will keep you in perfect peace. But he needs, he's telling us that we have something to do. But look at the beginning of that verse. God can keep you and me in perfect peace. So imagine, you know, you and I are going through life. And we face all kinds of things, you know, all kinds of situations that can disturb our peace. But we walk in perfect peace and then somebody asks you how come you're not perturbed how come you're not disturbed by this then you can say god is keeping me in perfect peace god is keeping me in perfect peace but then he tells us you know what to do which we will be uh, addressing i like to read the same verse 3 from the young's literal translation so literal means this word for word translation and this is how young's literal translation puts verse 3 it says an imagination supported thou fortifiest peace peace for in thee it is 
confident. Now, this is a literal translation, right? So it's a little hard to understand, but word for word. What, what it's saying is an imagination, a mind, your imagination, all that happens in your thinking, if it is supported, if it is rested, if it is leaning on God, what does God do? He fortifies it with peace, peace. So imagine God putting up a fortress around you and says, I'm keeping this mind, this imagination in peace, peace. Uh, in the Hebrew, it's used, the word peace is used twice, shalom, shalom. Uh, Trying to tell us that it's going to be absolute, complete, perfect peace. That God himself fortifies you with his perfect peace. It's a wonderful picture there. And uh, the Amplified Bible brings out verse 3 like this. You will keep in perfect and constant peace the one whose mind is steadfast that is committed and focused on you in both inclination and character because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. You will keep in perfect and constant peace. So let's say this together. God keeps me in perfect and constant peace. God keeps you and me in perfect and constant peace. That's available for all of us as believers, provided we do what the rest of the scripture instructs us to do. But let's talk about some peace disruptors. You know, what are the things that disrupt our peace? You know, one very simple thing, but very common thing is our vain imagination. Our own imaginations, our mind is at work. And our own imaginations disturb our peace. Now, we use the word vain because they're actually they're empty. They don't amount to anything. But they successfully disturb our peace. Our own minds. Imagining all kinds of things. So, that's one peace disruptor we've got to address. Another thing could be unexpected disturbances. You know, of course... You know, there could be something that happens, unexpected, not anticipated. You didn't see it coming, and it happens. It could be a news. It could be some, some situation happening that, that just kind of disturbs your peace. Suddenly, something happens. Traffic, sorry, road has been closed. Mugo, that's it. And you planned everything perfectly. I'm going to take this way, and suddenly, you know, no entry. Or they've changed the rules. Something unexpected happens, disrupts, it could disrupt our peace. Or sometimes, you know, worry, which is a preoccupation in our mind with a problem. So what is worrying? Your mind gets fixated on a problem. Now, I'm not saying the problem is not there. It may be a real problem. But your mind is working overtime on the problem. It's fixed upon the problem. And that's worrying. We're not saying deny the problem. But when our mind is fixed on it and just constantly working over time, oh, we've gotten into worry. And that just disturbs our peace. Peace is gone. Worried about the problem. Worry. Or it could be even anxiety. 
Anxiety is uh, just, again, similar to worry, but it's you're concerned about something that's unknown. It's about the future. Like a problem, before it happens, you're worrying about it. Or a problem that may not even happen, you're worried about it. Anxious about the unknown. You don't know, so you're anxious. You're worried. You're worried about the unknown. And then, you know, there are a lot of other things, of course, that disturb our peace, uh, worry, anxiety. Could be fear. Fear is giving something negative more importance than God himself. So you're fearful. Could be fear of man, fear of circumstances, situations, so on. You're believing that something bad will happen, fear. So all of these things, and there could be more, that disrupt our peace. So how do we address these and many other things? How do we address them based on what we read? So go back to Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4. Let's read it again. Let's go. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. So first thing, your mind must be stayed on God. So how... God is Jehovah Shalom. He is ready to fortify you with perfect peace. He is ready to put you in a place where there is total peace. But in order to enter into that place of peace, and in order to stay in that place of peace, He's giving us some instructions. Are you with me so far? So first instruction is, stay your mind on Him. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. That word stay in Hebrew has twofold connotation. means two things. It means to lean upon, to rest upon. It also means to take a hold of. So to lean upon... To rest upon or be supported by. But you also take a hold of. So two pictures. One, you come and sit here. Another picture, hold on tightly. So what must we do? Come and rest. Sit down. Don't keep jumping around. Settle down. Sit down. S support yourself here. And take a tight grip. So God will keep you in perfect peace. If you and I stay ourselves on Him. That means come and settle down here on who God is. And take a hold of who God is. In your situation. Whatever is disturbing your peace. Example. If, you know, and, and this is just an example, suppose it's a financial situation, right? Uh, maybe there are, you know, um, a certain amount is due uh, but, and you don't have the money. It's a real situation. We're not denying that. Don't close your eyes and fly, oh, there's no, no, it's, real, it's there. We're not denying it. It's a problem. Yeah, it's there. Now, that situation can disturb our peace. Or, in that situation, we can still be in a place of 
I'm not denying the situation. It's there. But I can either be fully disturbed, upset, lose sleep over it, worry, be anxious, be fearful. Or I can still be in perfect peace in spite of that situation. But how can I journey through that situation or face it in perfect peace? Thou will keep him in perfect peace. His mind is stayed on you. So first thing, God, I'm coming. I know the situation is there. I know the money is due. I know I don't have the money. I, I, I can see this there. But I'm settling on you. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not be in want. The way I'm settling on God is based on his the Lord is my shepherd. I will not be in want. I settle on it. And then I need to take a, I need to also take a tight grip on it. Because those thoughts are going to keep coming. My mind is going to be playing. It's imagination. Hey, the bill is coming. You know, people are coming home, knocking on the door. Whatever, whatever the situation. <laughs> You're going to receive a phone call. This is going to happen. So no, I'm taking a tight grip on who God is. He will never fail me. He will never forsake me. He is Jehovah Jireh. He's providing for me. Are you understanding? So you settle on who God is and you take a tight grip on who God is. His mind is stayed on you. Now many parents are here. We are all parents. I, I'm a parent. We understand we worry about our children. Or we are tempted to worry about our children. Oh, how are they going to do in their education? How are they going to do in, you know, in their job? How are they going to do in life? Whom are they going to marry? Oh, no, she is seeing him. I don't want her to see him. I want her to see that person. Parents, worried. No parents here. <laughs> you know, parents, you tend to think about all this concerning your children. So, what are you going to do? Are you going to live in worry? Are you going to live in fear? Are you going to live in anxiety? Or are you going to walk in perfect peace concerning your children? How are you going to walk in perfect peace? Your mind has to be stayed on the why do you do that? Why do you do that? Now, so some of these things I'm going to talk to us men in the men's conference, you know, how to be a prophet, priest, and king in the home. But, you know, what do you do? How do you, how do you handle this concerning your children? How do you do that? You've got to stay your mind on God's word. God, you said, you will pour your spirit upon my children and your blessing on my offspring. I'm settling on that. God has a covenant with me. And we just mentioned it earlier. He will establish his covenant with me. And my children in their generation. That's who God is. I'm settled myself in that. God said your children will be mighty on the earth. That's his word. I'm settling in that word. I understand. That's how as parents. You and I can learn to live in perfect peace 
as our children make their journey. And of course, you extend your faith for them. Believing God for their lives. Rather than, you know, spending 20 years of your life in worry and fear and anxiety about your children, you can journey through it in perfect peace. Children, are you listening? <laughs> are you understanding? Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. You settle your mind on God, who he is. Uh, you rest in that, and you take a tight grip on what God has said. So we saw, you know, uh, that our mind has to be steadfast as we commit and focus. Now, how do we do this practically? Now, three things I want to just mention to you. Replace worry with God's word. Let's all say this together. Replace worry with God's word. Replace worry with God's word. So what is worry? Your mind is fixated. It's working over time on a, a situation. You're worrying about it. But now you purposely, intentionally tell your mind, instead of worrying about it, think about the word of God. Replace worry with the word. If you want to worry, worry about the word. <laughs> In other words, what I mean is, put your mind over time on the word of God. Replace fear with faith. Fear is belief in bad, in something wrong about to happen. It's an expectation of wrong things. Faith is an expectation of what God has said. So instead of choosing fear and letting fear trouble your mind, you choose to be a man of, a woman of faith. Replace anxiety with assurance. You're anxious about something unknown. But what has God assured you? He's assured you about your future. He's assured you about your children. He's assured you about your work or your f whatever you're handling, whatever that situation is. So replace your anxiety with the assurance that comes from the Word of God. And we can all do this. It's a matter of training our thinking. I'm not a psychologist, uh, but I'm just speaking as a layman. We have some professional psychologists here, but... I'm speaking as a layman. In, in, in psychology, they call this cognitive behavior therapy. Actually, it's very simple. That, that it sounds very complicated. What they simply say is, because of negative thoughts, you're having negative experience. You're feeling negative. So replace or train your mind. Instead of thinking those negative thoughts, think positive thoughts. Simple. But for us, it's not just positive thoughts. Think the word of God. Amen? So you're not just making up something positive. You're thinking something that is eternal truth. But you, I don't know who, they probably copied the Bible. Because the Bible teaches us. And we will see before we close. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, think on these things. Bible has already, already wrote that, and now they're finding out. You know. But the Bible already taught us to do that. 
think on what's positive, good things. How? Just think the word. So, stay your mind on God. And then the next part of that verse, Isaiah 26, verse 3, because he trusts. So this is the second part. He trusts. Trust is just another word for faith or belief. They're synony- they can be used synonymously. Because he has faith in you. Because he's trusting in you. Because he's believing in you. So how can you and I stay in this place of perfect peace? Stay your mind on the Lord. Have faith in God. Or put your trust in God. Or believe in God. However, whatever word you want to use, it's okay. Have faith. Believe. Exercise your faith. Rather than acting out of a place of worry and anxiety and fear, act out of a place of faith. Rather than speaking worry and fear and and anxiety, speak your faith. Because he trusts in you. You show your trust in God. Are you listening? So God can keep you and me in perfect peace. Two things. He says, stay your mind on the Lord. Put your mind on the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Be a person of faith in God. And you and I can experience perfect peace when there are things that trouble us. Let me just touch on a few other scriptures uh, that teach us about this. Now, all of these are familiar verses. Philippians chapter 4. Verses 6 through 8, the Apostle Paul in the New Testament, he tells us this. He says, be anxious for nothing. You know, there are so many things that can make us anxious. But he says, don't be anxious for anything. Okay, how do I do that? He tells us. In everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart, will garrison your heart, will fortify your heart. Same idea from Isaiah 26 verse 3. The peace of God will fortify, will garrison, will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Then he goes on, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Think about this. If you want to be garrisoned or fortified with the peace of God in your heart and mind, that promise is sandwiched between two things. One is you pray and put all your things on God. Second, what do you think about? Think on the right things. Basically, think the word of God. And then the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. So imagine if you've got a fortress around your heart and mind, and it's called the fortress of peace. Worry comes, no entry. Anxiety comes, fear comes, no entry. Why? You've been fortified by the peace of God. Surrounded. Are you listening? But he says you pray, put it on God, and just think 
on the right things. Think on the right things. You will be fortified by the peace of God. So example, you go to work tomorrow morning, suddenly HR comes and says, hey, boss called you for a performance review. What? I'm not ready. Uh, I thought I'll have six more months to finish my, you know, whatever I had to do. No, no. He just wants to do it now. Ah, unexpected news. What do you do? Stay your mind on the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Pray. God, my boss called me for review. I didn't expect it. I thought it's six more months. I have six more months to finish, meet all my targets, finish all my thing. Now he's called me six months early. I don't know what's happening. Right? God, I receive your peace. And put your mind on the word of God. God, you said, you surround me with favor like a shield. I am surrounded by favor at this moment. The favor of God surrounds me. God, you said, you will give me honor before God and men. So this is Proverbs 3, 3, and 3 to 5. So God, I thank you that you give me honor before my boss. Put your mind on the word of God. Are you with me? Somebody comes with news and says, hey, do you know so-and-so is speaking bad about you? They've gone and given a bad report about you to your boss or to you, you know, whoever is in charge, your manager or whoever you're reporting to. They've gone and they've complained. They've done this and this. and that. Oh. Now, as a pastor, I experience it. I don't, I, don't, I don't report to some manager, but then people might go around and say, oh, you know, pastor's like this, pastor, he doesn't talk to like that. My response, very simple. Psalm 71, 21. The Lord will increase my honor and comfort me on every side. So the moment I get some bad news like this, I say, God, let them say what they want. My honor will only increase. It's there in the Bible. If you have, go read it. Psalm 71, 21. The Lord will increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. So if there's any complaint, anybody's saying, oh, they're going to speak like this, I'm not worried. God, you will increase my honor. You will increase my greatness. And you will comfort me on every side. Finished. Stay in perfect peace. That's it. Very simple. The Lord will keep you in perfect peace. But what must you and I do? Stay our mind on the Trust in Him. Pray. Think on the right things. Think on the word of God. He'll keep you and me in perfect peace. One last passage before we close is this passage in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. But Jesus says, talks about worry. We'll read this passage and we close. Worship team, please come. Jesus said, Therefore, I say to you, Matthew chapter 6, 25 to 34, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, about your body, what you will put on. 
Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So Jesus is talking about worry. You know you're, you're, you're preoccupied with things. Your mind is overworking. And he's talking about worrying about life, what we're going to eat, or what you're going to wear, and tomorrow. Now, all of us are concerned about these things. I mean, these are real matters. What you eat, what you wear, uh, about life, how you're going to live, and about tomorrow, what's going to happen in the future. All of these things are real things. But he says, don't worry about it. A side note, he didn't say don't plan for it. He didn't say don't worry about it. Two different things. Okay. Planning, we'll talk about it later. But worry. Worry is your mind is anxious. It's preoccupied with these things. Worry. So don't worry. Why? There are two assurances in this passage and two things he tells us to do. The assurance he gives us is this. One, what matters to you matters to God. So say this with me. What matters to me matters to God. See? Things like what we eat, what we wear, how we live our life, about tomorrow. God is interested in that. It matters to Him. Sometimes we think, no, God's not interested. No, He is concerned. He, is, he, is, he cares about these things. So Jesus says, your Father knows. Your Father knows you have need of these things. So what matters to you matters to God. Secondly, the assurance he gives us is, what matters to you will be provided for. So say this with me. What matters to me will be provided for. Let's say it again. What matters to me will be provided for. He says, your heavenly father knows you have need of these things and all these things will be added to you. He's giving us the assurance. It will be added. He's not saying go without food and without clothes and don't live life and don't, you, know, you won't have it tomorrow. No, it will be added. It will be given. But he tells us two things. Don't worry, have faith. Don't worry, have faith. Instead of worrying, trust, believe, have faith. And second he says, you seek first. God's kingdom. Just do that. First, seek God. Seek His heart. Seek His purpose. Seek His rule and reign in your life and through your life. Make that your priority. You do that, all these things will be taken care of. So, two instructions. 
don't worry how pray make it your priority for god's rule in your life and through your life seek first his kingdom god that's what i want you to rule in me rule and your work through me all these things be added to you amen i forgot there's one more point in the closing please pardon me in luke chapter 8 we have this uh, in the gospels we have this wonderful picture of jesus getting into a boat with his disciples and he says let's go to the other side and then he goes asleep falls asleep in the ship and there's this huge storm now naturally speaking it's going to be very difficult to sleep in the storm and yet jesus is fast asleep in the storm And the disciples wake him up saying, Lord, don't you care? We are perishing. Then Jesus rises up and, you know, he rebukes the wind and the, the sea. He asks, where is your faith? Where is your faith? And he calms the waters. But this is a wonderful picture of faith and authority. When we know our place in God... we will not allow our place in the middle of the storm to disturb us amen when we know our place in god your place in the middle of the storm cannot disturb you can't disturb you instead you just walk in faith and authority in the middle of a storm because you know your place in god will there be storms yeah there will be storms unexpected things happen but when you know your place in god you can walk in perfect peace you can walk in faith and authority over that storm amen So this is an invitation to all of us. I preach this message to myself in as much as I preach it to you. Because it's a constant challenge. All kinds of things happening that disturb our peace. So we all have to make the effort to stay in a place of perfect peace, but it's available for us, all of us. Amen. Let's rise please. This morning as we take a few moments just to just to look turn to God and look to him. Pastors please come up and please come. Um I want you just to apply these things we heard. Maybe you came in and you had a rough week. Your peace had been disturbed. Whatever whatever circumstance situation I don't know. but you heard the word of god there is a place of perfect peace so now before you leave apply that word to your life and say god i'm going to keep my mind on you i want to come into this place of perfect peace i want to stay there let the peace of god guard my heart and my life what about the situation we all are going facing different situations 
before we get into prayer, just one announcement. We're having water baptism right after this service. Those of you who came prepared, once the service is over, please head out to the order, the swimming pool. Joseph's, our pastoral team will be there uh, to do the water baptism. Some of us will be here to pray with you. Uh, but at the end of the service, please, if you've come prepared, please head over for the water baptism. Let's get into this time of prayer. Just take this time. As the worship team sings, make it your time for prayer. Apply the word to your life. Let's do that.
Father, we just thank you that you are Jehovah Shalom. The God who gives perfect peace. And so in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we declare perfect peace into every child of God. We declare the peace of God into their hearts, into their minds, into their homes, over their children. We declare the peace of God in their places of work, in their coming in and in their going out. They will always be overshadowed by the perfect peace of God because you, Lord, keep them in perfect peace. You keep them in perfect peace. And God, give us all the grace to stay our minds on you and to trust in you, to trust in you in every circumstance. Bad news will not disturb us. Unexpected situations will not disturb us. Negative things will not disturb us because we are kept in the perfect peace of God. And God, through walking in perfect peace, we conquer every storm. We conquer every giant. We conquer every mountain because we walk in the peace of God. We walk in perfect peace. We thank you, Father. That is our blessing. Because you are Jehovah Shalom. You are Jehovah Shalom. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to just let our pastors minister as the Lord leads them. If you feel it, you want to share anything, please go ahead. Please go ahead. Thank you. just want to take a minute to um, pray for those of us who, uh, who uh, you know, come to circumstances where uh, uh, you want to avoid that. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's, there's fear. There's you know, uh, people needing you to, to be there in those circumstances. Maybe it's at work. Um, uh, you know, maybe uh, you're asked to make a presentation or something like that, and, and you're avoiding it. There's, there's a the spirit of fear that's, uh, that's causing you to, to hold back. Uh, and I just want to declare that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but He has given us a spirit of power. And just, let's just pray for that. I just want to declare the boldness of the Lord to rest on us, O oh God. Make us bold, O oh God. Make us bold. Increase the level of our boldness, O oh God, as, as your people, knowing who we trust in, O oh God. O oh Lord, make us people who would do great things for you, O oh God, and who would expect great things from you, O oh Lord. Thank you, O oh Lord, for this. Thank you, O oh Lord. Even now, O oh Lord, we receive that boldness that you want to release on us. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, I just want to bring up uh, one thing. Uh, while I was sitting there, uh, I was thinking of envy. Um, and something that, that destroys peace is envy. When we look at others and see what they have that we don't have. I mean, it can be as simple as, you know, I have curly hair and that person has straight hair and I would like that. Or it could be something as, you know, why don't I have a house like that or a job like that or a, or a posture like that, whatever it may be. I think that is something that just destroys our peace and brings us to a place of sin that we see the grace of God with 
we, we don't look at the grace of God for what it is. So if any of us resound with that, it could be at work, it could be at home, it could be our neighbors, <clears throat> it could be anything. I, I just want, um, you know, just pray with us confessing that we've been in places of unhealthy emotions of envy, which destroys our peace. Rather than looking at God, we're probably looking at the person as our neighbor and hoping we have that. So I just want to pray and just, um, you know, as scripture says, don't let your heart envy sinners, but be zealous for the fear of the Lord. Be zealous to trust Him. So I just want to pray a prayer of confession as well as a desire to be zealous for the heart of God to trust Him. Heavenly Father, we come to you confessing our sin of being envious about little things, God. But Lord, you desire a heart of purity, Lord. Lord, we know that envy throws away our peace. Envy throws away, God, the comfort we have in you. And we make little of your grace, Father. Forgive us, Lord. Lord, and we pray that we will just experience the grace of Jesus as we look to you for all our needs. May our hearts be zealous for the fear of the Lord because you will add all that we need. Thank you, Father, that you have done this for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Anyone else you want to just go ahead? If you have any word, just... Is there anyone here praying for a gift of a child? Praying for a child, I sense a lot say it is a free gift. And it is part of Abrahamic covenant and we are part of that. So today we can claim and ask God to give that gift. Thank you, Lord. Father, I lift up the couples who are looking up to you for this free gift, Lord. Mm part of your covenant. It is a free gift, Lord. Lord, I pray and I declare, Lord, that you will bless the fruit of their womb, oh Father. Yes. We pray and declare that this child, that you are blessing them, oh Father, yes. will be a blessed child. You will bless the child with good health and strength, oh Father. It is a gift that you release from heaven into their womb, oh Father. Right now, Lord. Right now, oh Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have blessed each couple who are seeking you for the gift of a child. will receive this gift in the name of Jesus right now. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Okay, we're going to get ready to close. Just a reminder. Our pastors, our pastoral team will be at the swimming pool. Uh, I will be here to pray if you need personal prayer and ministry. I will be here. Our pastoral team will be there at the pool. Those of you who have come prepared, uh, we will head there. Are you happy? Not sure. <laughs> Amen. God will keep us in perfect peace. What a privilege that as his people, we can experience this perfect peace. And may we all, may we all walk in this.
Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.